You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Almighty God, we ask that you would make your son present to us here this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm not sure you're aware of just how lucky we are to have this incredible choir here. These organists, unbelievable. I know you're supposed to say blessed and not lucky here, but let's take the religiosity out of it and just say we are incredibly blessed. So come back on Thursday night when they sing nine lessons and carols. Today is the third Sunday of Advent. What do you think about when you think about Advent? I think a lot of the answers will be, I think of Advent calendars or a countdown to Christmas, a preparation for Christmas, in fact. And you'd be right on one level. You guys are members of the Cathedral Church of the Advent. You know what Advent means. It's on the stained glass windows. And on that left side, we see the nativity story. But for a lot of us, we forget the right side window. We forget that Advent is as much about Christ's second coming as his first. In fact, historically, the second coming of Christ has been what Advent is all about. Why? because it's where you and I are situated. We are situated in between Christ's first and second comings. And of course, we look back to his incarnation. We look back to the cross and the resurrection, the finished work of our Lord. But you and I, as we even see in the songs for a lessons and carols service, we are looking forward As we sang just a second ago, even so, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Rejoice in heaven, all ye that dwell therein. Rejoice on earth, ye saints below. Why? Not because we're going to be left as we are, but because Christ is coming soon. When he will bring to fruition all that he has accomplished in his birth, death, and resurrection. Last Sunday, I was visiting friends in New York City and got the privilege of being able to celebrate communion at one of my best friends' church. And he is a wonderful priest, great guy. He just started at this new church. And at this church, I noticed that where the Advent candles were were these little words. And the words were joy, hope, and peace. Now, obviously, we all want joy, hope, and peace, but what I thought was funny is it's very much a reaction to the four words of Advent throughout most of history. Do you know what they are? Death, judgment, heaven, hell. The old Advent words Look into the darkness. There's a gravitas to them. Now, of course, there's a gravitas to joy, hope, and peace. But 
my friend said that his fear for his congregation is that it's a hallmark card. It's mere sentimentalism. We don't have the story that these words are connected to. I think I've seen this illustrated in a band that I love. Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. They're called The National. And if you don't know them, they're kind of like, they're influenced by Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen, all the bests. So you can check it out if you don't know it. But their song goes like this. God loves everybody. Don't remind me. I took the medicine and I went missing. God loves everybody. Don't remind me. Those are not words that you and I, proclaimers of the gospel, want to hear. The name of this song is Graceless. I'm pretty sure that's telling about what he's getting at. When all we say is joy, hope, peace, as if there is no darkness in this world, as if there's no darkness in our lives, and it's cheap. Then it's like you telling someone, God loves you, but it's not connected to the story of Christ. It's not infiltrated by light overcoming darkness. Next week, we're going to celebrate the pageant, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's a great way to teach our children and to be reminded of the meaning and wonder of Christmas. But I, like my friend, fear that when all we see is that, when all we see is Christmas cheer divorced from any reality of what we're stuck in, it gets cheap. I'm here to tell you today that the feast of the incarnation is better understood as the invasion of God. God in Jesus does not come into neutral playing field. He's not into a neutral space. No, Christmas is better thought of as the invasion of enemy-occupied territory. We sang it just a second ago. Adam lay abounded, abounded in a bond. You and I are bound by the powers of sin and death. We feel, I don't know what you bring with you today, whether it's depression, whether it's a recent death of a loved one, whether it's some sin that you just can't quit, or maybe you're like my mother, who is one of the most sensitive people on the planet and someone who I always learn something from. She, whenever she reads a sad news story, she can't help but weep a little bit because she feels it. Maybe it's not always healthy to personalize all the bad news that's out there, but I think it's helpful for us to see that it's not just that we can't quit doing whatever it is for you that you can't quit doing. It's also the world out there. It's the powers of sin and death. The prince of this world who has us in his grasp. I was reading a New York Times story just this week coming from Ukraine about the Ukrainian children's choir. And it goes like this. 
Alexandra Lutzik, she's 20 years old. She said the war had deeply affected her music. Now when she sings, she sees the faces of five friends who died in the war. Sometimes she imagines the experience of a friend captured by Russian soldiers. When rehearsing folk songs, she envisions destroyed homes with no roofs, collapsed walls, everything burned down, and people standing around who have nowhere to spend the long, cold winter. These songs remind me of the pain, she said, but they also help me somehow deal with the pain. The article goes on and says, other singers have struggled to look beyond the chaos of war. Polina Holtseva, who's 15 years old, 15 years old, said she sometimes felt she was living in a constant state of fear. She was pained to see friends and relatives endure physical injuries and economic hardships because of the conflict. I feel I've suffered so many psychological traumas, I can't even speak of them, she said. My nervous system is all over the place. I feel like my whole world has been turned upside down. Down. I'm not telling you guys these stories because I'm trying to glorify trauma or to put a damper on Christmas cheer. I love Christmas cheer. I love the lights. I love joy, hope, and peace. And I love our Christmas songs. But we have to remember the reason we celebrate, the reason we have pageants is because a war has been won. Christ has invaded the cosmos, and he has made a way out of nowhere. Christ has come when human potential has reached its limit. And he's come to do what you and I and our governments could not do. And he's done it in the most inconceivable way imaginable. Not born as the son of a Roman emperor, but the ordinary birth of a human child in the lowliest of circumstances. Think of the cross, too. The most unlikely of ways Christ deals with sin and death, all that holds us abandoned. This is the Advent message. We are not afraid to look into the dark, to look into the dark in here and to look into the dark out there because we have a living hope. You and I, if we're right, we're not in denial like everybody else. In a world of profound darkness and distress, pervasive sin and evil, we look to the light that has overcome the darkness. We look to his second coming as much as his first, because when he comes again, all that he has accomplished will be brought to fruition, and all of your pain, all of the betrayals, all of the depression, all of the wars, whatever you're bringing this morning will be undone once and for all.
This is why we sing these songs. This is why you should come on Thursday night, because we have a real hope. This isn't just some cute sentimentalism. We are saying, come quickly, Lord, and make that way where there's no way. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.